Hey families, welcome to this episode of Parent Connect. My name is Steven, and as always, I am joined by my amazing co-host, Patty. Patty, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited about today. We're talking all about creativity, and we have some incredible guests. Absolutely. Well, speaking of guests, let me not keep everyone in suspense any longer. We have two amazing guests today. Our first one is Rebecca Farah. Rebecca, how are you? I'm doing great. Good. Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Tell me about your family. <laughs> yeah, give me some background. Okay, so I'm Rebecca. I'm a mom of three, although a lot more children have filtered in and out of my house over the last Mm -hmm. six years of being parent and foster parent. I actually went to school for writing and illustration, Mm -hmm. and then I went to more school for creative writing. I'm going to highlight all of my all the things that have to do with creativity. This is a, this is a yes, resume. Creativity. This yes, is actually yes. going on your LinkedIn. I'm actually the most creative person <laughs> that has ever lived. No. Um, and uh, after grad school, I um, did some mural work with a painting company, which was you know the logical next step. But still, it was it was creative. It's like painting fairies on kid bedroom walls. That's super cool. On kids' Um, bedroom walls. That just is totally great. Um, And then ended up working at Elevation for a hot minute. Started with curriculum and then kind of like weaseled my way over into Mm -hmm. production, which I mean, I still say it's my dream job. I mean, parenting is also a dream. Yeah, 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 yeah. the nature of the dream. That's the podcast (laughs) answer. You don't don't have to say no. (laughs) But wow, like what a good time. So yeah, did a lot of creative writing, storytelling. Well, lots, speaking lots of, can of, I interject here yeah, for a second? Please so do. Uh, fun fact about the beginning of the Adventures of the Starkeepers podcast, Rebecca actually wrote the very first script of Adventures of the Starkeepers. Yeah. She ends up writing a, what, a couple more seasons after that as I well? Wrote, I think I wrote another half of an episode Yeah. Um, before I burned out. <laughs> <laughs> Collapsed in on myself like a dying star. Well, and that's where River, like your daughter's name is River. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. So I named mm-hmm. I named one of the characters River after my daughter. And and then I named the other character Dex after Steven's son. Yes. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. I mean, Rebecca, it's always been great working with you. You have such a creative mind. I mean, we used to run a whole bunch of video series back in the day that came directly from Rebecca's brain. So anytime Rebecca is on a project, we are thankful and we know it's going to have like a ton of creative energy behind it. <laughs> but hey, speaking of creative energy, we do have one other guest in the house. I wanted to introduce a close friend of mine, a amazing person, Dan Scott. Dan, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a huge honor to have someone with your pedigree when it comes to curriculum oh, development. Stop. But oh stop no, this. stop! <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. But you're also, but you also have like the curriculum background. But you're a creative. But then also, you are a dad, right? So tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, first and foremost, I guess I am a, a husband and a father. Jenna and I, we've been married for almost 23 years. It'll be 23 in November. And we have four amazing kids. My oldest just entered his freshman year of college, which like just kind of blows my mind. Yeah. I, like when we were bringing him in, we were like, wait, didn't we just do this ourselves? Like I totally <laughs> remember dropping my stuff off, uh, meeting my roommate for the first time. And here I was on the other side of it. But then we have two daughters in high school so junior and a sophomore. And then our youngest is in eighth grade. And he he is an eighth grader. That's all I have. <laughs> He's an eighth grader. Um, <laughs> Smells a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, the whole thing. But yeah, I, I am a creative. My background is in actually theater and elementary education. My goal in life back then was to start 
a children's theater, but then God had different plans for me. I ended up teaching middle school, uh, seventh and eighth grade and sixth grade Bible. And that just sent me on like a whole different trajectory where I went to seminary and was a children's pastor for like eight years. And now uh, for the past 10 years, I've been on staff with an organization called Orange, where we help churches and families win with how they connect faith to the next generation. So uh, in that role, I am the director of the elementary strategy. So everything that happens from like a kindergartner through a fifth grader, I help lead the team that creates all that stuff. So uh, the creative endeavors, and I never imagined that like child development, theater, Bible, and theology would all like mash together into like the perfect job for, for what I do. But that is, we create videos and scripts and large group and small group and parenting initiatives and trainings. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Love it. Love it. Well, you know, we're all creatives here and we will talk about a little bit about defining or redefining creativity in just a little bit, but I do want to ask, so we're all creative. So can you think of what is the, what is the very first thing you remember creating for your family? That's maybe that's something that you showed off on a refrigerator or something like that. Or maybe in my case, my brother and I used to put on these terrible magic shows uh, for my family. (laughs) (laughs) They were awful. So I think I might've mentioned this in the podcast, but my brother and I would get on our bikes and we say, right now we're (laughs) going to pass through each other. We go down the street (laughs) and we would just drive past each other. (laughs) Like that's all we do. Did you see that? We phase through each other. We're like ghosts or something. I, I could just, now that I am a parent, you know, I have mm-hmm. an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, I can see me and my brother doing that. My parents just like, oh, can I go back inside? <laughs> is, there really, is there anything else I could be doing to get me away from this at this moment? But, um, but yeah, I remember the magic shows. Oh, that gosh. just unlocked so many memories uh, for me. Yeah. I forgot about the bad magic <laughs> The mag- shows. bad magic. <laughs> also did that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Feel free to jump in. What's uh? What, what was the first like creative moment you had? I remember making my mom a card that I like cut and decorated, and then I went and got her perfume and put it on a cotton ball and put it in the card. Which like I don't know how. <laughs> I, how did I know? Like, I mean, but that's it's so weird. Like romantic. I don't know. It's so. <laughs> Who's in love with me? That was a very strange thing to do. But we always decorated a lot for birthdays. Like Mm -hmm. my dad would make all these signs like with clip art and poems and stuff on the computer. Probably the first thing I remember my parents being really proud of was a poem that I wrote during church. And my my mom was like— Scandal. Was it about God? Kind of. Oh, okay. Okay. It was, you know, in broad terms about um, sanctification. (laughs) (laughs) It was about growing. The poem is called Growing. And uh, my mom was so, like, amazed. And I had never, like, amazed her before. But now I get it Mm because my kids come up with stuff. And I'm like, what? Yep. Yeah. You were just a blob not that long ago. And then my my dad printed it out on the computer with, like, a frame and hung it up on the fridge. And I think that's part of what gave me, like, a lifetime of permission to, like, write, you know? That's great. (laughs) That's super cool. That's super cool. Dan, Patty, anything gets spurred from deep within you? Well, nothing that profound. That was amazing. (laughs) Like, my... my, You know, I honestly, I probably, like, created something at church. I'm sure it was, like, a Sunday school thing that, like, had a verse on it or... You know, was like the Mother's Day card. My, I grew up in very much in the church. My dad was on staff. I'm sure it was something like that. But the one that like I really remember is for Father's Day. 
we took a tuna can in school, in elementary school, and we made a coin dish, you know, because this is like back in the 80s. So people did carry money um, <laughs> with them. And we like put this like business suit collar around like the tuna can. And so I don't know, it was very, I guess, stereotypical of like a white collar, like job, but like, um, <laughs> it was just like this thing. And my dad, he actually like put it on his dresser and he had it there for like years. Like I, I remember seeing it in high school. So, uh, but it's like kindergarten and first grade. So yeah, I, that was, that was pretty cool. You know, prominently displayed there. I remember when I was growing up in art class, we had, I don't even remember what they're called, but they're like these little beads that you kind of put together and section in a little area. And then you put like a wet towel over top of it and yeah. you use an iron oh, like to fuse it oh, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So I made one of those and kind of like made a keychain out of it oh, cool. for my mom. And I remember her thinking, oh, this is so nice, so neat. But it was so simple and nothing that I really thought of. But mm-hmm. it was just like, yeah, that was just something unique and creative that I'd never done before that we did in art class that I was able to share with them. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, the reason I asked that, so this month we're learning all about creativity and we released an episode of Parent Connect at the beginning of the month and the one at the end. So this is the one at the end of the month. So we have a bigger discussion about it. But the one at the beginning of the month, Patty and I kind of broke down this idea of creativity and what it looks like to be creative and, and, and to understand that God creatively made us. And so we have this, this responsibility to be creative inside the world. But one of the things that we looked at was redefining this idea of creativity, because I know, Rebecca, you are very artistic. But there are a lot of parents out there who are creative but might not be artistic. So I want to see, do do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, what does it take to be a creative? And you could talk about creative parenting as well. We'll we'll talk about that more in just a little bit. But is that a term that gets confused a lot, creativity and being artistic? Oh, yeah. I think that creativity often manifests as artistry or problem solving can also manifest as fun. And most people are going to relate to one of those things. Mm -hmm. But I think that creativity is primarily about courage and curiosity. Wow. And so when people say, I'm not creative, I think it's, I mean, it's pretty much only adults that say that. They've either Mm -hmm. lost their sense of wonder (laughs) because they're a bit jaded or they are afraid. They're afraid of messing up, not doing it right. Looking stupid is usually pretty... They've usually had a pretty like traumatic creative experience somewhere, you know, (laughs) that made them really afraid to to try things. That's great. Yeah. I have no idea what I would add to that. Those were all of the thoughts that I had written down that somewhere along the way, we did narrow this idea of what it means to be a creative person and whether that's just because of, you know, Instagram influencers creating things and, and these little videos and saying, this is what it means to be creative, as opposed to just saying, no, if you're... If you're a human being, you are creative because the God who created you is creative. And, and so that is going to manifest itself in, in all different sorts of ways and specifically problem solving, which we, we've gotten really good at this last 18 months, haven't we? Right. Um, right. So we, we are all about creative problem solving and just seeing life from different perspectives, which is just really important. But I loved your ideas, risk, courage. All of those things are just curiosity, wonder, you know, just a questioning mind of how does this happen or why does this happen? You know, just continually putting those questions before you and not taking anything just sort of 
as it is. Yeah, I love that, Dan, because you said like it points us back to our creator, right? So if we know that God created all things, created us, he created our imagination, he created our gifts and our talents. And when we look at the scope of our children, how can we foster that and not like help them take that for granted or squash it, right? Mm -hmm. I loved what you said, Rebecca, because you were you said the wonder. And then you also mm -hmm. turned around and you you said the courage. Because I remember when I was younger, I had to be about eight, nine years old. And my grandfather, we had moved, and my grandfather would send me letters and I would correspond with him and send him letters back. Mm -hmm. But there were times where he would take my letter and send it back to me mm -hmm. with grammar corrections. What? What? And Grandpa, <laughs> I am oh, telling no. you. So, and I love my, I'm like, I yeah. love and adore him. But when I would get those, it would so crush me to the yeah. point of thinking. <laughs> Humiliating oh, a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. Jeez. That transferred over for me into adulthood in my insecurity in my writing and how I question everything that I put down on yep. paper. So we don't realize that that as parents, as adults, we have the ability to continue to foster that wonder in our children. And we also have the accountability in the sense of not squashing that and mm -hmm. not helping them like lose their courage. Yeah. So that's when I think about creativity, that's one way a person could definitely lose it mm -hmm. is by that insecurity. Well, you see, that's that how you moment. lose your courage. You get undermined. It, you yeah. get undercut on that. Yeah. yeah. So like, Ooh. why do you guys feel creativity is important as a parent? Looking at your own children that you're raising, that you're growing and you're developing. I know, Dan, we talked a little bit earlier before we started the podcast about how your kids are very creative and the color of their hair is yeah. different and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. How do we do that? Like, how do you foster that creativity, yeah. but also set those guidelines to make sure that our kids are also like being respectful and like all these areas? Because sometimes creativity can lean so far to the other extreme where it could I be a, little... a punk band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I'm going to use your garage. I'm into that, yeah. Like, oh no, what did I do? <laughs> so just tell us, <laughs> tell us why you think um, that is important and how you foster that with your own kids. Yeah, you know, I think there's like two questions there. Like I see that the one is like, what is the question of like, how do you as a parent just be creative in the way you parent? Like initially, like you in your approach. And, you know, part of me is like, you know, with a theater background, I, I like parenting is basically a giant improv game. You can read all the books on parenting. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can listen to this podcast. But at the end of the day, your your child is the unique expression of whatever we're talking about or whatever you're reading about. And and no book is going to 100% nail your kid in what your child needs. And so you're constantly just trying to like figure it out. And then like with us, we had our first one and we're like, oh, this is what it means to parent. And then our second one came along and it's the complete opposite from yes. that first one. That and second like, child. Second. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It doesn't work. Like, uh -huh. And like that just kept going as, you know, our family expanded and as our kids hit different stages and you're constantly just trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And part of that creativity as a parent goes back to like, some of it's just trial and error and you just have to be willing 
to put yourself out there and, and try something new, you realize something isn't working. Okay, well, let's, let's brainstorm and think through how can this work? And, and so you as a, a parent are probably more creative than you give yourself credit for because yeah. you're just navigating the world as it comes at you like an improv game, you know? So that was probably like the first part of that question. So I don't know, you know, if Rebecca has any thoughts related to that or... Hey, I'm totally going to steal that improv thing, though. Yeah. Like, that is such a great description of parenting that I am totally going to live in that. It's funny you mention that. So one of the things I do try to do with my kids, there's, there's, I mean, it's like the most fundamental improv thing. But anytime I'm trying to engage with my kids or talk to my kids or, or creative storytell with the kids, it's always a yes and, and I try to get that. That's yeah. just one way I try to do it. So trying to get them to totally. build off of it, take that creative train of thought to the next level. Then what happens? Then what happens? Love that. My son tells me actually on the way to school this morning, he was telling me about a dream he had. And I knew that maybe the first like two sentences were actually the dream, but I, then I could tell he was just like vibing <laughs> after that. Yeah, he yeah. was just trying to see my reaction to these things. So I was like, yeah, buddy, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because it's just like, yes, and yes, and, and I could tell like, He's now he's like creating these like neural yeah. pathways of creativity and the storytelling. Uh, it's just it's cool to see that. So just being able to sometimes just see those moments to yes and your kids, you know, mm -hmm. oh, magic trick. Wow. Cool. Tell me about the magic trick. You know, <laughs> oh, you and your brother want to go through each other. Wow. How would you do that? You know, it's like, <laughs> but instead of saying, cool, cool, cool. Hey, I'm busy. I'll yeah. circle back with you. It's right. wow. Keep going. Keep going on that. Finding yeah. time to be able to do that is, yeah, it's just it's important for a kid. It was important for me as a kid. I assume it was it was important for the rest of you guys as kids. I, can, I suppose I can't speak for every kid out there, but uh, probably it's for the majority of kids, that's helpful. Yeah. I think too, just to add to the more like philosophical part of your question about why is it important to cultivate creativity in your kids, I feel like creativity just innately has a sense of abundance and mm -hmm. It, it's like the antithesis of self-preservation. It's like almost like a self-giving. Uh -huh. um, and I definitely want to imbue that, like impart that to my children. You know, a, a kid goes outside, sees a puddle of mud and a pile of sticks, and they're like, I have everything I need yeah. to make a world mm -hmm. <laughs> and wow. tell a story. Yeah. And that's like, that's a sense of, of abundance and can become even then maybe a sense of generosity too, which is another value that's important to me. So when you start looking at, it's like, you know, you've got creativity, you've got courage, you've got generosity, abundance, and then the joy, the gift of joy that comes with self-giving. I mean, that's, I think that's why it's important to teach creativity to your kids because it's all wrapped up in creativity. Patty, I think that answers your question. Yeah, that was great. That's been the whole podcast. No, just kidding. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so what would you say to a parent who feels that they aren't creative? So, mm -hmm. so I mean, I don't know if we've met those persons before, but they're like, oh, I can't, yes. I can't parent create, I can't parent creatively. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, you know. Like, but how do you how how can you still be a numbers person, but then still be like a creative? Yeah. Like we mentioned earlier, that those are not mutually exclusive mm -mm. things. Mm -hmm. So, how, what would you say to encourage a parent that they are creative or that they can be more creative? What does what does that look like? Everyone can be curious. Everyone mm. can be brave. Mm. And you're going to pass something down to your kids. Like, they don't, they don't care what you say. Like, if you say, don't be afraid of what people think of you, but then you're afraid of what people think of you, that's what they're going to learn from. They don't mm. care so much about what you say. They, they care what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I think that 
just yourself, not being afraid to make a mess, not being afraid to try something and be bad at it. Like, you know, most people are like, yeah. I'm, I'm a painter wow. and I, my dining room is my studio and it's like the first room in the house. <laughs> so when people walk in immediately, they're like, wow. And then they say, I could never do that. Or I, I'm not creative. That's like almost always the first thing out of their mouth. And it's mm-hmm. like, creativity, it's not the artistry. The artistry does, it takes time and developing of like skills, but the creativity is accessible to everyone. And that's just having the courage to just try something new. But they're just, you know, if, if we are so afraid of making mistakes, messing up, looking stupid, feeling foolish, then that is, that's (laughs) the legacy we are going to pass down to our kids. It doesn't matter if we tell them, be bold, be you, you wear what you want. You, you know, (laughs) don't be afraid of what those mean girls say. Like, it doesn't matter if we say that if we're modeling the opposite of yeah. that. So I think it's like, it's like almost like a moral, not a moral issue, but like it's important that we endeavor to be creative. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dan, what about you? I know you said yeah, you talked to I, parents I, a lot. Yeah. If I look back even at my own upbringing th- but, and watch, like, how did I get to the point where, you know, I was a quote unquote creative? And I think about the culture, my, parents created for me my dad was a musician my mom she was really good with numbers but she was also a quilter and so in our house was there was either music playing or there was some unfinished work that she was piecing together and she was working on and what's so great about us when we think about creativity is that we tend because we live in this like instagram world we only ever see the end result and we never see the process that gets to that end result where the process is what is messy and what people don't like. They just want to get to like, I made it look, look how pretty it is on this, on this image. And the fact that like you, no one sees your dining room table filled with like paint scraps and you know, all of that. And I think as a parent, we have to remember we're comparing our parenting journey to someone's like highlight reel as opposed to, no, we're really all in this together and it's really a mess. And we have to create this culture of failure in our homes. That is this ability to say, we're going to try something. It's not always going to work. Yeah. And you know, like that's okay. That's all right. And we're going to pick ourselves up and we're going to like move forward and, and, you know, keep going. I love what you said in that part about when we look at our kids and we look at the fact of, hey, it's a process and even parenting from start to finish is a process, right? And when we go out, say we go out to eat and we're sitting at a table and I remember we this happened to us before. We were there with all three of our kids and a lady, when we got up to leave, had came over and said, hey, your kids are so well-behaved. And that made me feel good as a parent. <laughs> but in the back of my mind, I'm like, you have no idea how many times I had to threaten them to not do certain things. <laughs> and you really are just seeing the outward, the hard work on right. display. But right. there's a lot of work that goes into helping my kids, you know, You just behave. see me threaten them in the car before we came in exactly. this place. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it is like, and when I look at parenting, parenting is a journey. Mm-hmm. and. Right. It is something that you're constantly cultivating and changing and switching. And I think creativity is is an aspect of that, even when mm-hmm. we, from like each child is different. So we have to discipline each child a little bit differently. The correction mm-hmm. is different from one child to the next. And all of that is a part of 
being creative. And as Mm -hmm. parents, we sit back and we always just look at like an art piece or a sculpture and we tend to think, hey, I'm not creative because I can't do that. No, you're creative in your decision-making. You're creative in your Mm -hmm. guidance of your kids and how you're navigating a culture that seems so crazy because we do have social media and we're constantly, our kids are constantly comparing themselves to that. So it is one of those things where you have to realize, hey, the things that we say that we to our kids that help build them up, to help mm-hmm. encourage them and foster them on this journey is all a part of creativity too. Well, let me ask a question. So you kind of mentioned this earlier. One thing that we all have to do in the journey of, of raising our kids is correct our kids. Mm. This We are not about to be a podcast about spanking <laughs> or anything, uh, but... <laughs> But we do know that <laughs> correcting your kids is a thing that does happen. So how do we how do we keep an air of creativity when we go through correction with our kids? Mm. How do you correct your kids creatively? Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love this too because Rebecca, you said earlier you mm. shared that you guys have fostered children. Mm. So you have children that are your children that don't stay with you the whole time. So just hearing your perspective on that, like how do you yeah. do that? Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> after this commercial. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely a challenge, especially when it is kind of short term and you're just like one very small piece of, <laughs> of a very injured puzzle. I think that you have to have a very strong sense of curiosity about the children that you have been entrusted with. And you have to look very deeply at their little souls and and wonder about and learn what makes them the way that they are, what makes them tick, what are they afraid of, what do they respond to, what are they motivated by, what do they love, what do they hate, what makes them feel ashamed. Like wow. I have wow. one child, my oldest, who is – she thinks she's great and she's utterly convinced that everyone else thinks she's great. Like <laughs> nothing could shake that. Wow. My second child, since the time she's two and a half, like if someone was smiling, she would say, I think they're laughing at me. Um. And she has just like a, a much more like internalized, just by mm-hmm. nature, like almost like a sense of shame. And I'm like, what? Wow. Where is that coming from? Like, So in my approach with each of them, I have to be a lot different because with her, I'm always going to be pointing out, almost overemphasizing all the things I love and that I I believe in her. I use the word powerful a lot and strong Mm. and because Mm. she often feels very steamrolled by her (laughs) very assertive older (laughs) sister. And so, like, you know, my approach with her is maybe a lot more empowering, whereas my approach with the oldest is almost corrective and a little more it's redirective yeah yeah Yeah, like you got a lot of energy and you're not gonna lose that kind of bullheadedness i can take on the world type thing so how do you redirect it in a way that's productive exactly and i mean they always they always all need more affirmation Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i mean in a way you you can never fill the cup right because we're not we're not even meant to fill their cup, you know, their love cup. But it's like you can never really give them enough. But with certain children who have been abandoned or who, you know, have felt rejection in some very, like, difficult ways, I mean, that could be through, like, the foster care system or, you know, I'm sure, like, middle school and high school, you can probably Uh speak to, oh, Lord, (laughs) to the (laughs) epidemic of just rejection and acceptance and the, you know, just— Wow, yeah. Absolutely. 
So they, yeah. Yeah. I, I think too, the creative part of that is seeing, okay, well, what's the natural consequence to this thing that, you know, this boundary that was broken, right? Or this moment where they didn't respond in the way they maybe should have. I think that has been, especially as they get older and you can't like, you know, stand in the corner, you know, like you can't do that sort of thing. So it's like, well, uh oh, you lost your car privilege because you broke trust, you know, yep. like, it's, mm-hmm. so it's like naming what's the actual thing that was broken in the moment. And then how does then the consequence actually remedy what was actually broken as opposed to, because they're going to do things where it's like, my feelings are hurt, but like, that's not the point. The point is, is it a disrespect thing? Is it a, is it a trust thing? You know, and then looking at it that way, because, you know, so many of the boundaries that we place on our kids are sometimes more about us than them. And so it's, is this even a boundary that I should be worrying about? Or is just, I want more you know, time watching the TV. So I do need you to stay in the room playing, you know, <laughs> for a little bit longer. Don't come out. You know, so it's like, Dan, why are you personally attacking me? <laughs> You're really coming at me hard here, man. <laughs> I need more video game time. Please go do creative no, yeah. time. No, exactly. But I do think that that's like where the creativity comes into play. Cause it's like, well, I could be really angry right now. And I'm just going to respond with the first thing that comes to mind. Or I can think creatively and put myself in their shoes, which is mm-hmm. very uniquely human of us to be able to do that and say, okay, well, why did they do this? Is this because they're feeling hurt? They're scared. So much behavior is a secondary cause to something else that is happening. So am I scared in this moment? And so I do this thing, you know, all of that, which is just the fact that our kids are complex and yeah. they're all different and all need something else. And you know, something different, you know, for each other, which, you know, y'all have alluded to. What a powerful piece of practical advice when it comes to naming the value that has been breached when it comes to discipline, Mm -hmm. being able to identify that and say, Hey, how are we going to restore this trust? Hey, how are we going to restore the sense of boundaries? You broke these boundaries with your brother. This was something that he valued. You have to be able to see that. Mm -hmm. I think that puts, cause that puts a little bit of responsibility on the parent to be Mm -hmm. able to call out the value to say, Hey, in our yeah. home, we protect these values yep. and you broke that, mm-hmm. you broke that trust. But then Absolutely. also to allow the kid to say, wow, Hey, anything else that might break this you know, value of trust, I need to avoid because I know that trust is the thing that my family puts before everything else. So I, I think that is a yeah. wildly piece of practical advice. Yeah. Thank you for that. I would say the other thing is as they get older and they're able to process some of these things on their own, you invite them into the process. You know, like, hey, like, you know, you, you know that you messed up, like, you know that, right? So how do we fix this? How do we restore what's happening? You know, because ultimately, we want them to internalize the values that we hope that, you know, so we are modeling for them and we're talking about, but like, we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. So Mm -hmm. they are going to have to figure out on their own that these are things that they, you know, one of the most creative things you can do as a parent is to allow a child to experience the natural consequences of action, you know, rather than rushing in and trying to fix it for them because it doesn't feel creative. It feels, and it doesn't even feel loving sometimes, but at the end of the day, like 
we want them to be resilient mm-hmm. and we want them to be graceful and we want them to be forgiving and we want them to be able to carry on a conversation and fix a problem with their words. You know, so we have to allow them to do it and to help navigate where we can, but we have to give them some of that freedom to experience the highs and lows of, of just being human. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that at the, you mentioned, I think it was you, Rebecca, at the beginning where you talked about creative problem solving. And as our kids do get older, now that I have, you know, two college students, like that's one thing that I want it for my kids. My husband and I both, like we wanted to invite our kids into the process, like you said, Dan, so that they could learn how to creative problem solve. And along with that is like restoring relationships, right? Like, I want to correct my children, not just for the sake of correcting them. I want to correct them for the sake of restoring something. Mm -hmm. Something that you've done along the way has either broken trust, hurt someone, or caused a problem. And how can you come in as a parent and help them think through what that is? How would you handle this situation? Mm -hmm. What is the next step we need to take along this journey? There's going to be consequences. Sometimes there are natural consequences that parents, we can't help them out of. We have to walk with them through it. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead, Patty. So my (laughs) daughter. Go ahead. (laughs) So my daughter calls me after she gets back to college this week and she says, Mom, I got a speeding ticket. And I'm like, Hannah, what did you do? My daughter's name is Hannah. And she said, Mom, there was a motorcycle in front of me, and I was super nervous. And I don't like driving around motorcycles, so I sped up a little bit to get past it, not thinking that maybe you should have just, like, slowed down and gotten the other <laughs> like Anyway, she said, but don't worry about it. She said, it's okay. It's my first time, and, and I'm going to pay. And I'm like, yes, you are going to pay for your speeding <laughs> ticket. Did you say that the, motor, right. the, the motorcycle she passed was oh, the cop? yes. Sorry. She did not realize <laughs> that the motorcycle she passed was a cop. Oh, man. And I'm like, well, okay, natural consequences here for speedy <laughs> going past it. Anyway, it was the funniest thing. But she's like, don't worry about it. I'm, I know I'm going to pay for the ticket. I'm like, yes, you are. But let's talk about how you ended up getting that ticket. Like, Anyway, but incredible yes, natural consequences. Incredible. Well, we are getting a little um, closer to the end of our time. So I wanted to kind of leave this open for some extra creative thoughts. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we talked a lot about creative correction, parenting with creativity, kind of redefining what it means to be a creative parent. So is there anything else, maybe something that a thread that we had left open from earlier in the episode that you guys want to circle back on? Or Patty, do you have any more questions for our guests? Can we go back and just kind of close and talk through like your children and their creative uniqueness and how you get them to understand that mm-hmm. and foster that in them. Because I think that is so key because every child is so different. And we want to make sure that we are cultivating each of them based upon their unique skills. Yes. Oh, it's it's my favorite thing. Like <laughs> I told Tim when we had our first baby, I was like, it's the best surprise. Like they just they come out, they're brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they <Yeah>. they're real. <laughs> they're real. <laughs> they have a look. <laughs> and then just being with them as they grow up and like, you know, they nod one day and then they learn their first word and then they start ha- having these interests. It's my favorite thing to try and like figure it out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love a surprise. And I think that a lot of times the things about them that are conducive to creativity are maybe the things that make them like a little annoying or uh, <laughs> or that, so are, true. that make it 
inconvenient for us, you know? So, like, they color on the wall. Oh, they're oh, an artist. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Or they like to get dirty. Like, great. Like, mm-hmm. let's go around and collect all the leaves outside and look at what makes them different. And, oh, okay, you brought a frog into the house. Like, what kind is it? Let's look it up. <laughs> let's, let's look up. I mean, these are real-life examples. Yeah. Like, I mean, my daughter brought yeah. me the biggest bug yesterday and put it right on the table That's- while I was eating lunch. <laughs> And I looked over, oh, my word, I jumped out of my skin. But, you know, then we we look it up online, we find out what it is, we look up the sound that it makes, and we listen to it, because I want them to be curious and ask questions. But, That's great. But my, my oldest, you know, she's very Mom, creative. is this a raccoon or a possum? Oh, my word. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kitty. It's not a kitty. Um, so <laughs> my oldest daughter is very creative in the way that I am creative. So it's really easy for me to recognize, you know, and so she'll be building fairy houses and all that business. And But my, my second daughter, like just last week, she's always making these mouth noises, like just just no over and over again all the time Ooh. smacking i it's just it's so very annoying but and i am and i'm always telling her to stop and she gets kind of hurt <laughs> and so i finally had the idea last week i was I went and I looked up beatboxing tutorials. Uh, nice. Go on. And I, she sat there. I mean, she's only four. <laughs> but she sat there for probably 30 minutes and watched beatboxing tutorials. And this week, it's still noisy, but it's boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> you know? It's that kind of noisy instead. Get a little bit of rhythm in there. Uh, yeah. So I feel like it's it's not always convenient to cultivate creativity. Like, if you want the easiest parent parenting, like the most convenient, then put them in front of the TV and expect nothing of them ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that'd be easy for you. You can just scroll your life away. That's what you want to do. But but if if you really want to see what's on the inside of them, then you you kind of have to notice those things. And I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I completely agree with that. Like, if you sit like at our kitchen table and you just look out, we've worked really hard to just have creative things around the house. You know, it's like a guitar in a guitar case in the corner is never going to get used, right? It has to be out on a stand in a space so you can easily pick it up and do it, you know? So there's colored pencils and paper over here and there's the piano is in the hall and, you know, there's, pick up a camera, start taking pictures, like it's accessible. It's around because we, we value it. And so it's just part of, you know, the culture that we're trying to create. There's board games, just accessible, not in a closet, but on a shelf where people can see them. And it's, it's that sort of thing that really starts to show that you value creativity, you know, as a family. And it's, you know, it's not, if, you know, for us, it's like, I have to fix the sink. Do you want to help me? Do you want to come? And not just, hey, let's do this artistic thing. It's, hey, let's figure out, like, I've never installed a sink before. Do you want to learn how to install a sink? (laughs) Yeah. Come on, let's go to Home Depot. Let's watch this video. Let's do this thing. And and it's inviting them in. And is it going to take longer? Yes, 100% it's going to take longer. (laughs) Is it going to be messier? 100% it's going to be messier to have them help paint their own bedroom. But at the end of the day, it's not about my convenience. It's about what is the value? Who am I? 
who is the child that I'm hoping becomes this adult that can do these things and is willing to engage in these yeah. things, right? And it's like, yeah, we might like really mess up on the sink and really have to, at the end of the day, call a plumber, but that's okay too, right? Because that's just part of the process. One of the things, when I was a preschool parent, I hated Play-Doh. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. You know why? Because it all turns brown. Like you can't even like use it the way you want to, but did I have Play-Doh out around so my kids could learn finger dexterity and could like build things and like, look, it's a, you know, it's an anteater. No, it's not. It's a blob of crap. It's, um, <laughs> it's an anteater, you know, and, and that's been so great. The other thing that I would say is we talked a lot about affirmation so far. Yes. And one of the things that I always try to remember is I need to affirm the process, yes. not just the result. Yep. Wow. That along the way, we have to affirm that they, you're asking great questions about uh-huh. this project. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, um, you're really working hard to, because at the end of the day, like the story might not be great that they just wrote. The, the art piece that they're doing might not be great that they just created, but the fact that they tried, the fact that they had the courage yes. to do it, the fact that they risked putting pen to paper, the fact like all of those things are at the end of the day, what will help them find mm-hmm. where they are creative and how they are creative. I feel like asking them to, what do you think about this? Like, you know, they show you something and you're like, wow. And then you say, how do you feel about it? Or what do you think about it? You mm-hmm. know, so that they too, like, yeah. they can admire their own work. That's and, great. you know, so it, they're not just relying on some out, external source oh, of affirmation. So good, like, what yes. do you love yeah. about this? I love this part. What do you yeah. love? Yes. What did you learn in the process of creating this? Like, what was the new thing you learned, you know? Well, guys, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I mean, this was this was immensely helpful. It's so good to to hear other parents talking about affirming mm-hmm. these things and their kids and how it translates over into our lives. This has given me a ton of ideas to go back and, and communicate to my kids and just um, appreciate their creativity at a new level. So thank you so much, Rebecca. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you so much for joining us from Atlanta. I appreciate yeah. you uh, taking the time to, oh, for sure. to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but guys, as always, thank you so much for um, listening to Parent Connect. We wanted to remind you that you are the best yes. person to raise your child. And, mm-hmm. and we just want to be there along the way. You can always follow us at Elevation eKids on Instagram and of course, you know, tons of other social media platforms as well. But that's probably the best way to connect with us. We want to connect with you. We want to see you on the weekend. We want to communicate with you through email. So reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you're doing to raise your kids creatively as well. But thank you so much for being here. Patty, it's been a uh, great episode. It has been a great episode. It has, absolutely. And we will see you on the other side. 